The gospel enab enables you to be really and truly authentic. The gospel enables you to be really and truly authentic. Do you know that authenticity is one of the most precious uh, values in the Western world? Do you know that? People um, really appreciate when they perceive someone as authentic. They celebrate when they, uh, when they perceive that someone is being honest, sincere, um, being, as they would say, uh, true to themselves. A professor of uh, behavioral um, organ organizational behavior at the London Business School, Hermania Ibarra, says that today you can buy a little more than 20,000 books on how to be authentic. More than 20,000 books about how to be authentic. And she even says that if you Google it, you, uh, there will be 4,000 workshops from which you can pick whatever you want about how to be authentic. How to be yourself. So you can tell by those numbers that people today, at least in the West, uh, Western world, they want to be authentic. Or at least that is what they, they say. And this is the reason why we hear phrases like, just be yourself, right? Or be real, or be true to your authentic self. I think that the text that we are going to be uh, considering today, the passage that we're going to be considering today, help us to reflect on what is true authenticity. And what I'm going to try to do, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be successful in trying to do this, but at least this is what I'm going to be trying to do, is that I'm going to um, use Paul's uh, story of conversion or becoming to Christ, and I'm going to analyze it and see if it can shed some light on how to be authentic, okay? Um, but before that, I'm going to ask Amanda Gutwells to please come and read the text for us today. Thank you. Our scripture reading this morning is from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service through the formerly, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience 
as an example to those who are to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, Doodle Sunday, as uh, it's been mentioned already, uh, and that means that kids are joining us together in the worship uh, service. And uh, I would like to uh, say to them, kids, it's a really, it's a real pleasure to be able to address uh, you today as part of the uh, congregation Ironworks. And um, I would invite you to try to uh, be as uh, quiet as possible to try to follow what I'm going to be saying. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can ask mom or dad uh, to, to help you with that question. And the first uh, drawing that I'm going to ask you to draw is please draw Paul persecuting the church. So the first thing that you're going to draw is Paul the apostle persecuting some Christians, some people who believe in Christ. Uh, my name is, for those of you who are here for the first time and, and don't know me, my name is Roman Gonzalez, and I serve here at Ironworks as the assistant uh, pastor. I want to share three things with you that I, consider, that I, would like, uh, that I like to consider with you, uh, taking into account Paul's um, history of uh, conversion to, to Christ. And the first one is the quest of authenticity to the paradox of authenticity and three how to be truly authentic those are my three um, points that i would like to share with you i think in your bulletins the first one is is uh it's a different one i'm sorry about that i submitted that information uh when it wasn't that ready and then i had to change it so the first one is the quest for authenticity. And as I said, if being authentic in our world is so important, then what is to be authentic? Let's uh, ask this question, and let me tell you that it is, it is really difficult to give you a definition of authenticity because there are many definitions out there. But one that I found interesting is the following one. Authenticity is congruency between our deeper values and beliefs in our actions. People consider someone else to be authentic, according to this definition, when they see that there is congruency between their deeper values and beliefs, and their actions. So in every situation, that is, you act according to your deeper values and beliefs. And that's, that's one way uh, psychologists uh, define authenticity. But when I was doing a little bit of research and asking that question, what is to be authentic, I found that Authenticity is often, always, associated with connection and vulnerability. Connection and vulnerability. 
That is, people seek to be authentic because they long for deep connections. And the way they connect with other people is by being vulnerable. By being vulnerable. And I like how, I'm sure uh, you know um, uh, this researcher, uh, Brene Brown, how she defines uh, vulnerability. And she says that vulnerability is allowing yourself to be seen. Allowing yourself to be seen. Now, I want to show you that in talking about his encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ on the Damascus Road, Paul is being authentic. This is my, basically what I want to share in the first place. Paul is being authentic in that by being authentic, he is connecting with us. He, he, his goal is that we will identify ourselves with his story. And by doing so, he is also being, being vulnerable. Okay? So, kids, this is your drawing number two. Please draw Paul falling from his horse uh, going to the Damascus Road. Now, look how vulnerable Paul is. He uses three strong adjectives to refer to himself. He says that he is a uh, blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent opponent. Those are not light terms that we would use to describe ourselves, right? We don't like to talk about those things that bring us shame and guilt or, or or make us feel guilty, even though when those things are in the past. It's not like one day we wake up in the morning or you wake up uh, this morning and said, oh, I slept, I got one more hour of sleep, so uh, today I'm going to, I feel better and I'm going to just share with others about what I did in the past. It's not, it's not like that. Um, but when Paul talks about his past, shameful as it is, he does not hide it from us. He is He's letting himself be seen. But also, Paul, uh, he identifies himself not only as a sinner, but as the foremost sinner. He's not saying, I did wrong things, but he says, if, if there has been someone who offended God um, in a very serious way, that's me, is what Paul is saying. And, and furthermore, it, it, uh, Paul is such a, uh, such a sinner that he becomes an example of how not to behave, of how not to be, an example of someone who is in great need for God's grace. And in doing so, Paul is being authentic, he is connecting with us, and he is being vulnerable. And I hope that this is going to, uh, uh, that this is going to uh, become uh, clearer and clearer as we go on in our sermon. Now, the second thing that I would like to share with you is the authenticity paradox. There is a problem with wanting to be 
authentic. Okay, and and and, and um, kids, this is the third uh, drawing that I'd like you to draw, and it's uh, please draw Paul being transformed and sharing his Christian testimony. Draw Paul, the apostle, being transformed and sharing his Christian testimony. So this is the, 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 the second thing that I'd like to share in my sermon is, as I said, that there is a problem with wanting to be authentic. Now, the quest for authenticity is frustrated by two things. And, and the first one is that we can't be authentic. We ourselves really and truly can't be authentic. And two, we don't really want to be authentic. Even though we seek authenticity, the reality is that we can't and deeply in our being, in our hearts, we do not want to be authentic. Think about this. In a fallen world, what would happen if everyone decided to act authentically? Think about this. In a fallen world, what would happen if everyone decided to act authentically? What would happen if everyone wanted to be their real or true selves? Can you imagine what would happen if everyone acted according to their deepest values and desires in a fallen world? The world would be a chaos, a crazy world where living would be impossible. Think about the man who thinks that stealing is right, would go uh, around stealing. Think about the, the, the man who thinks that lying is right. He would go around thinking that lying is right or doing what he um, feels himself to do. Or think about the man who things that killing is okay. He would, go, he would go around killing everyone, thinking that he is okay. So in this sense, nobody can be their true self. It would be chaos if we acted uh, in a fallen world with our fallen desires and values. That would not work. Something needs to happen at the root and at the core of this man. But also, think that deeply in our hearts, there is, there, there is a contradiction. Because although we seek to be authentic, we at the same time don't want to be authentic. We get terrified at the idea of being our true selves. Just take a look at social media and, and what is presented out there. Do you know that Instagram, only Instagram, has 25 filters? That is, 
25 ways to modify and edit your photos. The, have you heard about the retro filter? Have you done it? If you say, I'm not going to judge you out loud. <laughs> the retro filter, the, there is the black and white filter. Have you used it? The quiz filter, have you heard about that one? I didn't know that one, that that, that one existed. And what's up with the animals filter? <laughs> if you use this one, okay, well, but what's up with that? You know, you can, you can use uh, uh, like the, 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 the mouth of an animal and put it on your real uh, mouth or the eyes of an animal and put it on you know, in front of your eyes or the ears. And, and it's funny, right? And, and, and I know that it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it funny. But, and although not always, not always, I want to be careful with, with this, not always, but a lot of time, what we do when we use those tools, like Instagram and all the, uh, uh, the filters, is that we are trying to hide something. We are trying to hide ourselves, our true self, behind those things. We don't want people to see us as we truly are. There is uh, this guy who went uh, to college with me, and I will call him Carlos. Can you say that name? And Carlos, um, I, I know him from college, and uh, he is living at another really far, far country. And every time that he uh, shares a picture of himself, he is using a different filter. But not only that, he is making sure that the background looks nice. So he's always at a party, or, or, or you can see the swimming pool or the big mansion where he is staying, or the hotel, or whatever. But you know, the thing is that I know him, because we were closed <laughs> in, uh, in college. And he is suffering, you know, I know that he is suffering. But on those pictures, he is the best version of himself. He looks perfect. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's Carlos. Um, and and we, we do that. Do you see the contradiction? On the one hand, we crave for authenticity. And actually, um, uh, Professor uh, Rachel D'Alto, I think is how you pronounce that, uh, uh, her last name, she says, that we crave authenticity and honesty and integrity, but we don't give it. We crave for it, but we don't give it. Do you see the paradox? And part of it is because being authentic can hurt. Being authentic can hurt because it means you will have to be vulnerable. You will have to talk about those things you struggle with and those things, those things that make you feel ashamed and judged. 
if you want to connect, which is what we look for when we want to be authentic. Think about the last time you didn't want to share your original idea, or you didn't want it to share what you were really thinking about something because you knew that at the moment you opened your mouth, you were exposing yourself to criticism and judgment. Either with your wife, with your husband, with your friends. And you know, you don't want that. You get terrified, or we, many times, we get terrified um, of being, uh, admitting our weaknesses because of that. So what happened? What, we, what do we do? We isolate ourselves, trying to protect ourselves from the criticism and those things that could hurt us. But we still crave for someone to hear our ideas. We still crave for connection. So do you see the paradox? There is a paradox with wanting to be authentic. So how do we solve this paradox? Is, is there any way to solve this paradox? Well, before continuing, I would like to share, I would like to ask the, the kids to um, draw Paul, the apostle again, being covered with a shield representing the gospel of grace. I like to ask you kids, Paul, uh, draw Paul being covered with a shield representing the gospel of grace. Now, as I was saying, can we really and truly be authentic? Well, let me give you another definition of authenticity that I hope, I hope that it will make sense to you and that it, was, uh, and that it will be actually helpful uh, to you. And it's very simple, uh, but I hope that it will make sense to you. Authenticity is to act according to, God, to the call that God has given you. Authenticity is to act according, according to the call God has given you. And that involves agreeing with God. That involves agreeing with God that you are what he says you are. Okay? That involves agreeing with God that you are what he says you are. That is embracing what God says you are in Christ. Okay? What makes Paul faith faithful? Look at what he says in verses 13 and 14. What makes Paul faithful, real, and authentic is his having experienced the mercy and the grace of God. Verses 13 and 14. Paul 
ha has experienced the gracy, uh, the, the, the mercy and the grace of God. I was putting the two words together. That's something that we should never do. Because by the way, mercy is not exactly the same thing as grace. Okay? How do we understand those two uh, words? Well, I think a, a good way to think about what mercy and grace are is mercy is when God doesn't give you what you deserve. Mercy is when God doesn't give you what you deserve. And what do we deserve? We deserve hell. We deserve punishment. So God doesn't give you that. And when he is acting that way towards you, he is being merciful to you. And grace is when God gives you that which you don't deserve. Life in Christ, communion with the triune God. You don't deserve that, however, or we don't deserve that, however, he gives us to us. So that's uh, a way to uh, understand what mercy and grace is. And both things, both things um, require for Paul to be safe. And he says that he was a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent opponent. But the grace of God, the grace of God produces faith and love in Christ. And then when later he's going to, when, when he says that the saying is faith, uh, trustworthy and, and, and deserving of full acceptance, he's talking about the gospel. And he is saying this gospel of grace, this uh, mercy that, that, that um, God shows uh, when he forgives our sins is uh, deserving of full acceptance. And he is explaining how grace operates. And he says grace produces faith and produces love. And when he, we hear that Christ came to the world to save sinners, that message is worthy and, and, and deserving of full acceptance. And it is in love that we accept that message. It is by faith and in love that we accept that message that Jesus Christ came to the world to save sinners. That's a summary of what the gospel is. But another thing that, that Paul um, uh, also does and, and, and how his life shows us how to be truly authentic is that he embraces what God says he is in verse 12. In verse uh, 12, Paul is grateful because God judged him faithful. Now, the word faithful here, the word that Paul used here, denotes a belief resting no, not on one's inner feeling or sentiment or opinion. 
but on the, on the due consideration of external grounds, that is, God himself. He is saying, uh, Paul is saying, I'm so grateful that he um, considered me, he judged me faithful. And not only he saved me, but he also called me to the ministry. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, now, it is the gospel of Christ which actually enables us to be truly authentic. When the world seeks for authenticity, when the world claims to be authentic, what they are truly doing is, uh, without knowing it, right, they are craving for connection with the only one who can be truly and really authentic. And that only one is God. And God in Christ, he came to the world and he died for sinners. And he did that in order to connect with us. Christ himself. And to connect with us, Christ was vulnerable. You know, in, in the gospel, the gospel teaches us that there is not honor, name, or reputation to protect. The gospel allows us to let us define by God himself. And in the first place, before saying that we are in Christ and that what belongs to Christ belongs to us at the same time. But before that, we need to recognize that we are but sinners. That if it were not for the mercy and the grace of God, we would be completely lost. So the gospel then allowed us to open ourselves, to let, uh, to let ourselves be seen and to connect with others. And by the way, that is a bridge also to share the gospel with others, which is what Paul is doing with uh, his uh, disciple, Timothy. He's saying, when the gospel, when I had an encounter with Christ, an encounter with the grace and, and, and the mercy of Christ, that changed, changed me. And also that changed Paul's values um, and beliefs. He was made new. Please stand.